Hello, good day, and welcome to the Sports Bar Debates Podcast. My name is Kyle Hewson, and I'm joined for back-to-back podcasts by the one, the only, Jaron Kerr. How's it going, Jaron? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, Kyle. You know, a, a girl called me, uh, she told me I had daddy energy in Loblaws today. Daddy energy. I said, uh, my girlfriend says the same thing, and I because I thought that would be like the end of it. And then she said, well, offer still stands. And I was like, all, all right. And I'm finding <laughs> myself a new grocery store. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get to our main debate topic, coolest trophies. But first, we need a bit of a warm-up to stretch the brains. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, 100%. Which league's use of replay infuriates you the most? So we know that, obviously, NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB, professional soccer, they all use instant replay now to try to help the refs or the umpires. doesn't always work out. Uh, do you have one that, that kind of stands out for you, for one that, that you you hate the use of the most or the application of? Uh, I think it just takes too long in hockey, you know? Like, every time they phone up to their people upstairs, they're like, pause for a second while we check this, and then they check it, and then they come back, and then they challenge it, or they don't challenge it, but they make us wait for 30 seconds while they're, like, waiting. And obviously, football is probably the most infuriating because they have the replay and they still get it wrong. Yeah. But I find the hockey implementation the worst. Yeah, football (laughs) doesn't know their own rules. I'll touch on football in a minute. I'll just say something for soccer is... Soccer I find interesting because the ref has an earpiece into, like, the... They call it virtual assistant referee. So the, the referee up in the booth can straight up tell them, yes, that was an offside, or no, that wasn't a goal pretty quickly. If it's fairly definitive they can, without going to the monitor, decide, yep, that was offside and and make the call. However, when they do have to go to the video monitor, the referee, kind of like in hockey, at least he skates over. It's only like 10 feet away from the benches or, you know, like 20 feet across the ice. The soccer ref has to run like the length of the field (laughs) to get over (laughs) to the monitor. There's one behind each net and there's one at center field. So he's kind of close to one at all times, but he goes over and he can like sit and watch and decide the only problem I have with that one is like players gather around him and like also watch and try to influence him and that so from the player side of it I say soccer actually pisses me off the most because they always complain and they'll continue to complain after the after the call is made football on the other hand the thing that I don't like about football is that they also have coaches challenge so you will see sometimes a touchdown be reviewed by replay because they always review scoring plays and they call it a touchdown and then the coach will challenge it and it's like, you shouldn't be able to challenge it if they've already gone to replay. He's like, well, now I'm challenging that, you know, my quarterback was hit early or whatever. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, it's it's those ones that drive me nuts when there's like the back-to-back replays on the same play. And, the, and it's, there's no reason for it. And it infuriates me. I guess it would take an eternity for them to like check the whole thing, though. Well, yeah, but you also have multiple people, right? So it's like, why why can't one person be checking, you know, for O-line jumping offside and the other person be checking whether or not the guy caught the ball and another person be checking for whether or not the quarterback got hit illegally? I don't know. It's infuriates me. Yeah. It's, it's like there's no perfect system because it's too long in every sport. Yep. But obviously you don't want to have a situation where you make the wrong call. So it's like give and take. And sometimes they still make the wrong call, like you said in football. So you could, it could go to replay. Constantly. It could go to replay. It's still a 50-50 chance they get it right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Without further ado, grab a drink, kick back, and let's dive into this week's debate. 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 As kids, most of us dream of winning a championship. And while winning itself is cool, it's the moment when we get to lift the trophy over our heads over and over and over again in our minds. Heck, we make fake replica trophies out of tin cans and lift them over our heads in our local road hockey or pickup soccer game. Today, we're going to debate the coolest trophies in pro sports, and while we'll tend to lean towards more mainstream trophies, don't be surprised if some niche ones make their way into our lists too. All right, Jaren, I'm going to start with one that I'm going to get out of the way because it is an iconic trophy, but I don't think it's that cool, and I don't think you're going to debate this fact, and that's the Vince Lombardi Super Bowl trophy. Oh, yeah, just the big football? Yeah, like, it's cool because, like, when the player, <laughs> when the player like, hoists it, you know, like, the first time the confetti goes, and it's usually, like, the owner and the coach and the, you know, quarterback or the other star player on this, like, platform, it's kind of cool. It's the shot you see. It's the money shot in all the newspapers the next day. Um, it's kind of cool because they, like, it's pretty iconic them lifting it with one hand. But other than that, it's pretty basic. Like you said, it's a giant football on a pyramid. and It's not even giant either, is it? Isn't it still smaller than a normal football? Yeah, it might not even be, reg- like, regulation size. So, <laughs> yeah, for me, I mean, it's an okay trophy. Uh, the, the moment with it is more iconic and the hundreds of millions of eyeballs that watch that particular moment rather than, you know, the trophy itself. I would immediately put it higher on the list if at any point a quarterback holding that trophy up just turned and threw it like 60 yards to a receiver. Oh, so like Tom Brady did at the parade to Gronk across <laughs> across the Tampa Bay River. They were on different boats and he like huck, he didn't really like throw it obviously like a football. He like kind of hucked it to him. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty iconic, too. But you can't do that with an, <laughs> with another trophy or very few of these other championship trophies. Can you actually throw across, you know, a, a channel in the water? No, 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 you really can't. All right. Why don't you uh, I got that one out of the way. So why don't you hit us with your next one? All right. My next one for very similar reasons, uh, the Larry O'Brien trophy, yep. where it is just a basketball on top of a trophy. <laughs> exact same thought process. It's supposed to be a hoop. Right. Like it's supposed to symbolize a hoop, but it's solid gold. Uh, I will say so they they reimagined it and redid it for their 75th anniversary this year. And I'll say the new update looks cooler. Uh, It's a little bit more slanted. The base isn't square anymore. It's circular and it's built out of like two panels. Uh, They actually engrave the, the teams that have won the 75 championships into those panels with some space for, you know, the next 25 years. And they've incorporated some silver. I don't know if it's actually diamond or if it's silver. It's probably silver. Uh, some silver into like the hoop to actually give the mesh some feel. And same thing into like the ridges of the basketball. So I will say it looks better now in 2022 than it did the previous versions of the trophy. But I, I agree. It's fairly basic. Yeah, like my issue with it is. And did you say it's solid gold? Like it's not it solid gold, solid but like gold, it's not right? a, it's not an actual net or like it's not okay. even like perforated like a net would be. It's just like it's like gold sphere or gold like tube holding up a ball oh okay all right that's that's fair enough yeah it's it's i was like i was like it's solid gold i was like why has no one tried to steal this trophy yet it's worth 300 million (laughs) dollars but it's also just it's just like not that cool of a trophy like i feel like any trophy where the owners come out and touch the trophy first is inherently less cool than when the players go and grab it first yeah so same applies to the nfl yeah 
one and where owners can't lift the trophy is the claret jug in the PGA Open Championship, also known as the British Open. The fact that it's called the jug is pretty cool. You can uh, you can actually drink out of it. There's a trend you'll see there are some some that you can and some that you can't drink out of. It's infinitely cooler if you can drink out of it. This one's 150 years old. It's 1872. Uh, so 150th anniversary this year of this trophy. And the winner's name's engraved on it. Um, also, for me, gets a bump if uh, if you can if you can engrave on a trophy. But obviously, there's only one winner a year. It's not like a team where you're where you're engraving 20, 30 people. So still pretty cool though. Uh, Claret Jug, the British Open Championship. I have never seen that trophy, so there's nothing I can add to this one. I'm just gonna have to side with Kyle and just assume that it is a cool trophy. And I myself would also like to drink out of it. Drinking out of any trophy is fun. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't really work with a baseball one. Well, any any one you can actually <laughs> physically drink out of, obviously. Let's drink out of the let's drink out of the Vince Lombardi trophy. Just pour <laughs> it over the super or pour it over the football. I feel like you could you could pour it down though, so it like went down the laces and then you could like kind of lean up and grab it at the bottom. I feel like there's definitely been players who have done that. Fair. Yeah, at least that one's got like it's got like a ramp built in, you know, for you to get your alcohol out of the way. But not the solid gold, Larry O'Brien. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> keep keep that to keep that in a vault. All right, you go. Uh, my next one would be the Commissioner's Trophy uh, in baseball, mostly because baseball sucks, as we've established well on this podcast. And um, yeah, it's just a bunch of flags on top of like metal prongs and. I honestly think it's just a bunch of flagpoles. It's just a bunch of flagpoles. I think it's worse than the Lombardi, the Larry O'Brien trophy, but at least it's I'm giving it points for not just being the thing in the sport on a stick. (laughs) The thing (laughs) in the sport on a stick. Yeah, I I actually didn't even put this on my list. I'm sure it has historic significance, but I didn't even put this on my list at all. You know what? You know what? I totally forgot kyle you know you've put me in my place i understand i totally forgot that this was supposed to be a list and we weren't just discussing oh, wait. the major trophies we are talking about about trophies like the coolest trophies um i just like i didn't yeah even... you know what i'm gonna strike it great i'm gonna strike it i i'm done the we're gonna we're gonna ignore that it's staying in the episode because it happened but we're gonna that trophy you know on the sidewalk not even involved i'm gonna put it lower than Lombardi and Larry because at least those trophies come from real sports and uh, I'm gonna throw in here the UFC belts like kind of just collectively across the board where when you win a championship as a UFC fighter and you get that belt that says like you are the best fighter in this weight class and especially if you get two in two different weight classes it's one of the only trophies that someone has to come and literally beat you up to take and there's got to be something special about that right so you're right. I don't know that this was necessarily a list. More just like throw out a trophy suggestion and and chat about it. Um, I did have a boxing belt, so same general idea. Uh, a little bit higher up that I'd be saving towards the end because I do think it. I agree, it's badass. The fact that you know your eye is bloody and your you know ribs are broken and you're just sweating buckets and you know, this guy's got to come and put this belt around you and you like hoist your hands in the air. This is an iconic moment as well. So um, that's kind of a trend that I'll have is is iconic moments that are that are seen when this trophy is presented. And that's one of them. So, so same thing in the UFC. 
but I went I went with boxing just because it has the historical significance. It's been around a little bit longer than Ultimate Fighting Championship. Uh, I did have this on on my list of of chat worthy cool trophies as well. I think it's yeah yeah. Uh, like I said, it, it just I literally have one line written next to this one, and it's badass. It is. It's it's badass because not only is it's like a one v one trophy as well, which is like really rare in sports is to get something outside of like the Olympics where you get a trophy for basically getting in a like into an arena with somebody and it's just you versus them for the trophy. Yeah, because even something like my next one, uh, actually, I'm going to park that one. The MLB Golden Glove I put on here Mm. uh, as a player trophy, and I've kind of paired it with the Golden Boot in soccer. So in soccer, all the different leagues have their own golden boots. So there are variations of it, but I've kind of paired these two together. Uh, I know we talked shit about, you know, just the giant item from the sport being on, you know, a a pedestal and and handing that out. But the fact that it's actually like a golden baseball glove and a golden soccer boots, pretty cool. So for those of you who aren't aware, golden gloves given in in football, fuck In, in the MLB, for defensive player in each position, so the top defensive pitcher, the top defensive first baseman, et cetera, et cetera. And the golden boot in soccer is given for the top score in a given tournament or league. So I, I just think these are pretty cool trophies as well, uh, demonstrating you know personal achievement versus the, the collective team. But I did stray a little bit on that one through a wrench in uh, in what we were talking about for trophies didn't necessarily specify team trophies individual trophies for me count as well yeah that that's totally fair and and kind of i feel like in this sense it's kind of opposite to what we said about the main trophies because like like a football on a stick isn't that cool a basketball on a stick isn't that cool but when you're getting like an individual trophy that is like you had a gold glove because your glove was basically like solid gold this season. Like everywhere you went, you made fantastic plays or like you scored the most goals. So you get like the golden boot. I feel like that's like more like symbolic and more meaningful as a trophy than like if you just slap a football at a stick and you're like, you're the best. Like, what am I the best football? (laughs) You're the best football this year. (laughs) Congratulations. Um, a little bit of a side tangent on individual trophies. Uh, so for the audience, Jaren and I played hockey together a lot, like on the street and playing like road hockey, but we actually played together one year. Uh, and Jaren's this like power forward goal scorer. And I'm this, you know, assist heavy, willing to, you know, get the get the pass to, to help score the goal. So we worked really well together because, you know, he'd have 20 something goals and I'd have 20 something assists. And it worked even better for me because the league that we played in uh, valued assists higher than they did goals. So when you're actually counting, it's two points for an assist and one point for a goal. So despite the fact there were different age groups, you could each each age group, because there's three, could win an MVP. There's one player for MVP, and there's the player with the most points. And in the last game of the year, we were already eliminated from the playoffs. And Jaren and I decided kind of just to hog the puck between the two of us. And I think he scored three or four goals. I had a goal and like three assists. At the end of the season, we go to like the awards ceremony. I knew I was winning, winning like most sportsmen like or most dedicated one of the ESO medals. But I actually won for my age group most points to which Jaren promptly said, you're welcome. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it was without his goals, I wouldn't have been anywhere close. And so talking about cool trophies. So this trophy, I think I still have it somewhere. 
it is a base that says most valuable player. It's got like the, you know, my name engraved on it on the little plaque. And it's got this like player like looking forward. But if you turn it around, the backside of the player is a goalie. So this trophy was bought and designed, I guess, for one for player and one for best goalie. And they didn't distinguish between the two. So you could just win the one and like, <laughs> turn it around. And I was like, this is the cheapest shit ever, man. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? And then the, the cherry on top of all of that is my mom didn't come because it was like my last year in hockey. I was, we weren't playing in the final, but I, she knew I was winning this like ESO award, but nobody told us that I was winning MVP. So when I came home with this trophy, she started bawling her eyes out because she missed it. I guess you could have just looked at the scoreboard and like figured out how many points you had and, and known that you were going to win. Yeah, maybe. I just, I just didn't even think I was close to even, you know, warrant looking at it, I guess. Right. But it's because I had three assists, I think, in the last game, I got six points and I leapfrogged whoever it was above me. Yeah, you were like second the entire. Well, you were second from the point that I got traded to your team. Yeah, because our team was trash beforehand. And for some reason, Jaren's team wanted to get rid of him. So it was great. Worked out for us. Yeah, I forced my way off the top team to come to the last place team, Johnny Goudreau style. He did it. (laughs) He joined the Columbus equivalent before it was cool. Anyways, moving on on back to trophies, I'll present another one. I know I just touched on uh, gold glove and golden boot, but I do have have a a decent amount here. Uh, Just a quick mention to the Premier League trophy in England. It's a giant silver trophy with like two arms on it with a gold crown on top. It's perfect for photos as well. I mentioned I like when there's these iconic moments with it because the captain can actually like raise it above his head off of those two little arms. They tie ribbons that represent the team's colors. So, you know, if Manchester United wins, which hasn't happened in 10 years, they're, you know, red and white. But if Chelsea wins, they're blue. Then the confetti goes off in this great picture in the stadium with all the fans. Cool trophy. Yeah, 100%. There's there's just something special about those kind of trophies and that like the hoisting it above your head yes and that like transitions to me for where i'm gonna kind of come in i'm gonna put the stanley cup oh, here we'll talk because i know we'll talk about the stanley cup later that's like that's like at the end because that's the coolest it yeah i it's like i feel like it is the second coolest and kyle's my i think my number one is gonna like surprise kyle because it's not typically like uh, the kind of sport that I watch or something. All right, fuck it. We'll do, we'll do Stanley Cup now. Go ahead. It's just in no particular order, just talking about cool trophies. Yeah, but there's nothing like when a player lifts the Stanley Cup above their head after they've separated their shoulder in a playoff series and they still have to lift a 34 and a half pound trophy. Oh, but the adrenaline's going at that point. <laughs> it doesn't even make a difference. Like they'd lift they that one-handed if they could. Yeah, they just pull it off. It doesn't matter that they're hurt. It doesn't matter that a guy's got a broken ankle and he's still out there on skates like lifting the trophy. It just it's like an unreal spectacle just watching them like lift the trophy and skate around. And there's a few great moments like when Washington won the cup where Ovi was skating around the boards with the trophy and and there's a great photo of just Ovi with the cup above his head and then a girl like lifting up her shirt it in the flashed, back. She flashed him. <laughs> um, yeah, again, so the Stanley Cup for me, the reason I have it is the coolest. And I guess we'll talk about some of the other ones after. But uh, the reason I have it is, as my favorite trophy is it checks all those boxes I listed before. Seeing it being hoisted in that iconic moment uh, is is great. The owners aren't involved like you said until like the very end the players are the ones that won it so they get their chance with it first and there's the tradition of handing it from player to player there's always this speculation of it's always the captain first 
who's he going to hand it to? Sometimes it's, you know, the grizzled veteran that's 39 years old and probably just played his last NHL game, or it's the assistant captain that's been with the franchise for 15 years, uh, or the, you know, the young hotshot that, you know, put the team on his back essentially. And they pass it from player to player all the way to the end. And then the coaches and, you know, the training staff and the owners and everybody gets, gets involved. Uh, and the winners get their name engraved on it. Like I said, I'm a fan of trophies that actually show who's won it before. The Stanley Cup's been won so many times, and there are so many players that players and coaches that are engraved that they actually have to remove bands from it now. It started off small, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew, and now it's just too big that they couldn't make it grow anymore, and they just like remove bands and, and put on new ones when, when they had to recycle them out. Um yeah, they should they should definitely upgrade it to be like a seventy five pound trophy just by adding more and more bands just over and <laughs> over. It's also nice because, like we said, it's cool when you can drink something out of the trophy, and the Stanley Cup's famous for that. Like you could, people put their infant childs in the bowl. Of the Stanley Cup, that's how big it is. Phil Kessel famously put, you know, like thirteen hot dogs or <laughs> however many Tip- would typical fit. Phil. Uh, people eat cereal out of it, and that's the other thing is the the players get a day with it in the summer, so they can take it to their hometowns. They can take it on, you know, a boat cruise. And kind of decide what they want to do with it for the day. So you get your day with the cup, which is pretty cool to spend it with the family. Yeah, the just winning the cup and then yeah, having like it brought around or getting it delivered to the wrong house, like Gabriel Landeskog. Did you hear about that? No. They uh, they sent it to his neighbor instead of him. Nice. His neighbor just opened the door and was like, "Whoa, the cup!" And then he just like kind of went over to Landeskog's house and was like, "Yo, the cup's here." <laughs> but. Yeah, the whole like getting it for the day, bringing it around the town and like people hanging out with it, Kessel with his hot dogs. Like I really want him to win again just to see like if he eats like a whole bowl of spaghetti out of it or something. <laughs> and hamburgers next time. <laughs> he'll, put, he'll put burgers in it. Uh, okay, I'm going to move on to one that uh, equally as iconic, but like probably like a fifth of the size, maybe even smaller. That's the Jules Rimet Trophy, the FIFA World Cup. That was my number one. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you want to save it then? No, 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 no. We'll just we're just going we're going off the cuff, dude. It's all Alrighty. over the place. If because it's your number one, I'll let you go. I'll let you take it. Uh, I assume you have way more facts. My my pick of it was I just love the way it looks. I love the fact that it's eighteen karat gold because they ain't fucking around. It's eleven pounds, but it costs. Something like I think the perceived value of it is twenty million dollars, but its actual value is like two hundred and fifty thousand, which I don't understand what the difference between perceived value and, and actual value is. I guess actual value is like the, the materials it's made of. Yeah. And perceived is like what people would pay for it. What's the intangible value of it, right? Yeah. Like the the actual fact that you have this World Cup trophy that's iconic and super photographed and really famous. And it's far away the most expensive trophy of all of the trophies, like the the major sports trophies, on average, are only in today's value like under twenty grand, and then this one's like two hundred and fifty thousand because it's gold. Yeah, eighteen karat gold. gold. <laughs> yeah, it's only it's only fifteen inches tall. It's uh, like you said, eleven pounds. Dude, only I fifteen. I wish I was fifteen inches tall. Oh, <laughs> I mean, like the the trophy itself, like it's the size of my microphone sitting in front of me. So you could. Easily lift it with one hand, but people do it with two anyways. Um, it's it's two. The, this trophy structure is like two people holding up the world, which is pretty cool. Like you said, it's it's pretty detailed in terms of the engraving uh, of you know the globe, and it's only yeah. given out every four years. 
So yeah, you which makes get, it extra special. Yeah, you don't get tired of seeing it be lifted like the commissioner's trophy in baseball. <laughs> I I've never I don't even think I've ever seen the commissioner's trophy be lifted. If you if I really thought about it, I never have. Because a you don't watch baseball at all. Yeah. B if you were to watch the World Series the second it's won, you're like cool. Yeah, true. <laughs> turn it turn it off. The only ones I stay up to watch are, are the Super Bowl and the Stanley Cup. Like those those are the only ones that even if I don't have a horse in the game. Like, I'll, I'll wait to see those lifted. Or the World Cup, obviously, because, again, it's only every four years. So, um, outside of that, basketball, unless it's the Raptors winning it, don't really sit around and watch that. But, yeah, the World Cup's just super iconic. I have two more. You said that was you said that was your top one, so I assume you're out? Yeah. All right, I have two more, and, and one is technically not a trophy, and that is the green jacket presented to the Masters champion. The reason I say this isn't technically a trophy is because everybody thinks it's what they win, and they do, and, you know, they get presented this jacket by the winner of the last tournament, and it's this iconic moment, but there is actually, like, a trophy for winning the Masters, and it's the clubhouse of Augusta Golf Course, like, the, the, the golf club, so it's, like, a pretty standard trophy, just this, like, clubhouse on top of this, like, you know, base, but this green jacket is is the the famous, iconic thing that the winner gets for the masters and they're not actually allowed to leave augusta with it so the the green jackets i didn't know this until i did my research they actually all stay at the golf course so when the players come back the next year they have their green jacket there they can't just be you know mowing the lawn on a on a tuesday in september and and put on their green jacket um but it is a pretty iconic, like, everybody knows the green jacket is given for the Masters, even people who don't watch golf. Yeah, like, I don't watch golf at all, and the green jacket is definitely something that I've seen a hundred times more than the baseball trophy. Yeah. Did you know <laughs> Did you know there was actually a trophy handed out for the Masters, and it wasn't just the jacket? No, 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 I had no idea that there was an actual trophy yeah, handed out for the Masters. I just thought it was a jacket, but I also, I do remember seeing i think it was like tiger woods with the green jacket and a trophy yeah but i didn't like for some reason i didn't correlate the two i was just like oh he got the green jacket and then like his mom gave him a trophy <laughs> a participant trophy. <laughs> <laughs> they had that ready for him because they didn't think he'd win it again and then when they actually won it again he's like shit he's gotta get it we gotta still give him this trophy we were gonna give him for like lifetime achievement no he actually he actually received the trophy and the green jacket and it's 2019 uh lastly this one might also not technically be a trophy because it's a medal, and that's the gold medal. Mm. So an Olympic gold medal. Uh, I'd say it's a trophy because it you win it after you you know accomplish being a world champion. I guess you're not actually a world champion. It's an Olympic champion. Nonetheless, uh, the Olympic gold medal is cool because it varies from city to city based on the culture of the host city. So every four years, it or I guess every two because it'll change in the summer and between summer and winter Olympics. Uh, another iconic moment when they have, you know, the little crown of flowers usually placed upon their head and, you know, the flowers in their hand and the podium. Like there's no other sport that really uses a podium that I can think of when presenting a trophy because in North American sports, there's a winner and a loser. There is no third place finisher, right? So in the Olympics, you've got your bronze, your silver and your gold medals and, you know, the person, the golds in the middle and a little bit taller of a step than the other people around him. And just another makes for another iconic moment. Uh, and it's pretty cool sometimes when you see, you know, the Penny Alexiaks from Canada, but even further back with like Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps when they have like six of them around their neck. So, yeah, like 
the Olympic gold medal. Yeah, like Michael Phelps, like you said, when he had like, what was that, like nine Olympic medals <laughs> around his around his neck and and you're just like watching him up there at the end of the games just like with all his goddamn medals and you're like man that guy's just out there like swimming and dominating the competition yeah and like i said said like if there's one trophy i could win let's put it let's put it that way top three trophies you could win which would you want to win go uh i have one extra one to add in okay we'll do that first and then the other trophy the last one that i want to add in here is the 24 hour le mans trophy uh, like one of the most important races in like uh, in motorsport so n- where they do that. Whole- I know the race, but I don't know what it looks like. So I'm actually interested to hear this. So it changes kind of like a little year by year, but it always has the 24 hours on top. And then it's kind of like these two pillars. And then there's like a littler trophy inside that is like part of the bigger trophy. But the more recent Lamar tournaments have had this like cool like world almost logo with like a two and an h and then the four is spelt out like in the floating space among like 24 hours and it like looks like the the logo or the top of the trophy is kind of like floating in the sky with like 24 in gold and it looks kind of badass yeah i can't picture it i have to look it up after (laughs) yeah so that's my like that's my last shout out in terms of your question my top three would be ufc belt at third or boxing belt, like some of the boxing belts do look really cool with like the red strap and all that kind of stuff. But I'll just say UFC for now because they're they're all kind of like uniform and similar. So UFC belt, uh, Stanley Cup at second, and uh, World Cup trophy at first. See, I'm going the other way because I I'd want it to be things that you could keep. Oh, and so fair I enough. don't think you. I don't know if you keep a belt or a replica of a belt that you win. But if you did, I agree that would probably be third. I'd still pick the Stanley Cup, even though you don't keep the Stanley Cup, because you get a ring, and the ring the yeah, ring's yeah. worth like a million dollars. I think they're usually like six hundred grand. They're worth more than the Stanley Cup in material alone. Um, so I'd still say Stanley Cup second, and I wouldn't go World Cup trophy. I would go Olympic gold medal. I think because you get to keep it. But fuck, I want to win the World Cup. Fuck it, World Cup third, Stanley Cup second, <laughs> and Olympic gold medal first. See, the thing about the belts though is even if you. Like, you don't get to keep them after you've lost, I don't think, uh, obviously. So you give it up. But, but yeah, but I feel like you could just wear it around just in day-to-day life while you were the champion. Just ding it up so bad that nobody else wants it. <laughs> like, it would be, it would be pretty just, like, cool to just be constantly wearing a belt all the time. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> and that does it for our main debate. We'll be right back after this with our sidebar. All right, we're back, and for our sidebar this episode, last time we did favorite fast food joint. This time, we're going to do favorite pizza joint. I'm going to split it up into two for you. This might come as a shock, so so if you need a, a second to think about it, that's valid. One for slice and one for a whole pizza. Mm. So give me, give me two choices, because a lot of these that we're going to pick for whole pizza, we'll do that second. You can't just go and get a slice. So if you needed a slice, where would you go? And then I'll give you mine, and then and then we'll do whole pizza. Slice. See, I don't have anywhere. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take Brothers Pizza over on Pape Avenue. They have this pizza that has, like, chicken on top of it and, like, some kind of ground beef. And I'm a big fan of their, like, garlic dips, which make up 
basically most of a slice because you get a garlic dip and then you have a slice and you use the whole garlic dip on a slice. Well, you use a whole garlic dip on a slice no matter what it is. Yeah, yeah. But like, but like if I get half a pizza, I got to make my, like if I have a whole pizza, I got to save my garlic dip, right? Otherwise, I'm going to run out. Right. But if I go and get a nice brother's slice, I uh, I get to use, like I get two little slices and then I, and then I use them for my, uh, my dipping sauce. So that those slices, that that's my top. My joke pick was going to be the place that you're going to pick for your slices because you talk about it all the time. Yeah, King Slice. And, and, uh, and I haven't gone there, but I assume it's the best and I'm on board. Yeah, I mean, it's called King Slice. It's the king of slices. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's definitely not because it's on King Street. Um, yeah, we just talk about... <laughs> yeah, I think I've mentioned it twice on this podcast, maybe even more. <laughs> uh, just the, the garlic butter that they paint onto your pizza is pretty good, so... Um, Jones and for one of those right now but yes that's that's my slice for whole pizza i know you've tried a lot of them mm-hmm. uh and you're happy because a couple of them have actually moved closer to you since since you moved <laughs> into your current place it's not blondies right uh no no, no mine's not blondies mine would have been a blondies I'll, I'll give you like a quick breakdown blondies would have been uh the place that i went to the most for pizza if my favorite pizza hadn't moved in because it's basically the same as Blondie's but better. And now it's close. Yeah, now it's closer. So it's it's like, it's a six minute drive. Blondie's is a five minute drive. Like, I'm going to the one I like better. Which is? Maker Pizza. Frank's best pizza with sausage on top. Best pizza there is. What about it? Uh, I'm like not the biggest red sauce guy. So if I gotta have a red sauce, I'm probably going Descendant or... uh or something like that, but uh, I li- I love their white sauce at Maker. The caramelized onions add like this sweetness to it that matches up very well with the honey and the uh the everything bagel seasoning they put on the crust. And the crust is just like perfectly like crispy but like soft in the inside. And uh, the sausage is something that I add all the time because it adds kind of just like an extra flavor to like the already like great mix of flavors with the cheese and everything. And then just over the last like six months, I noticed that they could they like either just started having a garlic dip or they didn't have one before. But now they have a garlic dip and it's one of the better garlic dips as well. So they just like can't be beat across the board. Yeah, for me, I'd probably go with Descendant. Um, Detroit. Actually, no, I have a different one. I would men- mention Descendant. Really good pizza. Deep because uh, it's the Detroit style. So like they used to be baiting like tires. So they're really really deep but they're like light and airy crusts um i'm not a huge fan of the sauce that they put on top so i ordered like the pep the, the yeah. pepperoni one but they put extra red sauce on top i'm not a huge fan of that still a great pizza though um they're expensive too. and yeah they're really expensive uh, i'm actually gonna go with giordano's so it's not in toronto a little bit of a cheat i guess <laughs> you're going chicago yeah giordano's chicago style pizza originally had it in chicago when i was there and then when i went to vegas they've opened a vegas location chicago deep dish pizza you need like one slice maybe two and you're good <laughs> and, and you're immobile uh really really good pizzas uh, it is the only chicago style i've had so i'm open but I've, I've heard that like when people go there's like two hour line so obviously it's good shit it's it's very much if you talk to people from Chicago, it is the one that everyone knows yeah. about. But I feel like everyone in Chicago, like us, has like smaller places that they're bigger fans yep. of because it's it's kind of like the one that draws you in as it's Chicago style pizza at like its heart. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally didn't even think about going outside of Toronto because I, I don't know how we didn't just pick slices in New York. 
For slices, yeah, absolutely. But I wouldn't know the name yeah. of any of them. <laughs> I, it's just the collective. A slice yeah. from New York, even <laughs> if a man on the side of the road made it, is better than any slice you can get in Toronto. And then a quick shout out uh, to a place called Four Brothers Pizza. I believe it's a pop-up. I don't think it's going to be there long term. It actually popped up in a, a former Pizza Pizza location, ironically. Uh, and they have, it's not the pizza that I really like there. And it's not like matzo sticks or cheesy bread. But they have these like, I want to call them like puff pastry kind of things. It's almost like the bottom of a muffin, but like a little mm-hmm. bit taller. But like the shape of like a bottom of a muffin, it's like a twirl. And it has like, you can put whatever you want in it. I usually just do, you know, pepperoni or bacon and, the, and then the sauce and the cheese, obviously. And those, like I could go there and order 12 of those and not order a pizza and be happy. Mm, so it's like a it's like a mix. It's like a pastry with a pizza in it. It's like a it's like a better version of a hot pocket. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> it's like it's like nice and crisp along the outside, but the inside is like where you get it's, it's like a twirl essentially, but it's like in the shape of like a a muffin bottom, I guess. I don't really. It's not. I'm not doing it justice. We'll just have to go sometime. It's like the French pastry that's called like a a, a cougri or something or something that starts with a K. Uh. I don't I don't know how to say so, it. Something um, that starts with a K. Who knows? It could start with a C. I just I have a French bakery by my house and it what you're describing reminds me of that where the bottom is very much like a muffin and then the top is like kind of like a croissanty kind of like pastry. Yeah, a little bit. I yeah. Don't know. Anyways, that about does it for this episode of the Sports Bar Debates Podcast. Thank you for listening, and if you've come this far and like what you heard, please spread the word to friends and family and follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you disagree with our thoughts from this episode, you think that the Stanley Cup is not the coolest trophy, feel free to join the debate on Twitter at Bar Debates, and we'll see you in two Tuesdays. Cheers. And if you're in Toronto, buy me Maker's Pizza.